2020, the year of double for your troubles. 2020, the year of double for your troubles. Hallelujah. And um, let's look at Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 7 to 8. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 7 to 8. It says, instead of your former shame, you will have a double portion. And instead of humiliation, your people will shout for joy over their portion. Therefore, in their land, they will possess a double what they had forfeited. Everlasting joy will be theirs. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery with a burnt offering, and I will faithfully reward them and make an everlasting covenant with them and make an everlasting covenant with us. So anytime we read the word of God, we are to put ourselves in it. So this word here, we are claiming it that is ours. That this word is speaking concerning our lives. Beloved, the position of our hearts will determine whether we inherit the blessings that God has for us this year. The position of our heart. What is in our heart? I mean, I always uh, remind us that when the scripture refers to the heart, it's talking about the inner being. It's talking about who you really are. Your real self. What is the position of your heart? I want us to turn to our neighbor sitting beside us and ask that question. Neighbor, what is the position of your heart concerning 2020? What is the position of your heart concerning 2020? Concerning 2020. Amen. Is it fear or faith? Is it fear or faith? Is it fear or faith? What is in your heart concerning the year 2020? Is it fear? Are you already afraid that about what God is going to do? Are you already afraid because 2019 you went through some stuff? So coming into 2020, are you afraid of what God is going to do? Or you have faith, you have trust and believe that God is faithful and whatever he has spoken, his word carries power to bring it into manifestation. Let's look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. Matthew 6, 34. It says, so do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Do not worry about what tomorrow will bring. Do not worry and be anxious but what? Trust in the Lord. Trust him that tomorrow he holds tomorrow in his hands. He holds tomorrow in his hands. Beloved, double for your trouble means a double blessings for the pains and troubles of 2019 if we have faith in God. Double for your trouble means a double blessings for the pains we went through 
for the year 2019. If only we trust and believe in God. If only we trust God to see us through the problems, the troubles of the year 2020. And this will apply to our expectations concerning our finances. It will apply to our expectations concerning our relationships. It will apply to our expectations concerning our jobs, our careers, our health, our education, our business visions and plans. Whatever we have in our heart, what are we expecting God to do for us this year? All around our life, our expectation in God and our trust and belief in God will make that possible. Will make that possible. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Matthew chapter 16, verse 33. Matthew chapter 16, verse 33. It says, in the morning it will be stormy today. For the sky, is that verse 33, 33. Matthew 16, 33. Matthew 16, 33. Are you saying 33? That's not. Are you sure? John 16, I'm sorry. John 16. John 16. It says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. But in the world ye shall have what? Tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have what? Overcome the world. Amen. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Many before the year comes to an end, we begin to assess and analyze how the year went for us from the beginning. So before we approach the end of the year 2019, most of us, we have already analyzed how the beginning of the year went. What went right and what went wrong. And we are putting together the new year's, the incoming year's resolution. We are putting together a list yes. of what we are going to achieve in the incoming year. We add and put together the things that did not go right. And then we put that on the list that these things that did not go right in 20, 2019, our plan is to achieve them in 2020. And also we add to that, that same list things that we want to achieve in the year 2020. So we carried over some things that did not come to pass in 2019 and we add to that list things that we want to achieve in the year 2020. So we are carrying a double resolution list. But I I'm here to let us know that without the, the grace of God and his favor, we will be moving in circles. Without the grace and the favor of God, we will be moving in circles. Because the first place for us to prosper will be in our spiritual life. We will either be prosperous 
in our spiritual life to be empowered so God will give us the grace to inherit what he has for us. So we are to be seeking for the grace and the favor of God in this year. For us to be able to achieve anything, we are to serve the Lord for his grace and his favor. Meaning we are to prosper in our spiritual life to receive the empowerment because grace means being empowered, receiving strength from the Lord, receiving God's strength to carry through as he has brought us here. We need God's empowerment to be able to achieve or inherit what he has for us this year. Beloved, since we are depending on God, when the going gets tough, we shall remember that his spirit dwells in us, and we will call on him, Heavenly Father, save me from this calamity. Save me from this predicament. Save me from this situation. Help me, Lord, oh God, for my head has come to the rock. And God will save us because we are depending on him for everything. We are depending and we are living and abiding under his grace and his favor for our lives. And God will hear our cry and save us and carry us through the finishing line. God will save us and help us and carry us through the finishing line. Because where the finishing line is where the blessing and the victory is for the year 2020. Amen. The finishing line is where the blessings and the victory is for the year 2020. Let's look at the word of God. Let's look at similarities of what the people of God have gone through. And there was no end to the side of this situation. There was no end to this problem. Let's look at 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 24 to 23. Let's look at 2 Kings chapter 2 Kings 6, 24 to 33. 2 Kings 6, 24 to 33. It says, But it came to about after this that Behada, king of Aram, Syria, gathered his whole army together and went up and besieged Samaria. So they, they went up and, and, and camped around the city trying to take over the city. Now there was a great famine in Samaria because what? Business was cut off. Nobody could leave the city and transact business. Nothing was going out of the city and nothing was coming in the city. So whatever was Left before the, the, the these uh, Assyrians took over and, and besieged the city. That was it. So after years when everything was enjoyed, there was no more nothing for people to live on. And they besieged it until a donkey's head was sold for 80 shekels of silver and a fourth of a cup of those dunk for five shekels of silver. So they were left for nothing that even 
uh, the effigies of animals worth something because people were not depending on feces of those. And the best meat was a donkey's head. Hallelujah. That was how tough and difficult it was in the land. As the king of Israel, Jehoram, was passing by on the city wall, a woman cried out to him, Help me, my Lord, O king. And the king said, If the Lord does not help you, hallelujah, if the Lord does not help you, yes. from where shall I get you help? From the treasure floor or from the wine press? And the king said to her, what is the matter with you? And she answered, This woman said to me, Give your son so we may eat him up today. Wow. And we will eat my son tomorrow. Just imagine that. It was so much hunger that now people have turned into cannibals eating human flesh. So we cooked my son and ate him. Wow. And the next day I said to her, Give your son so that we may eat him. But she had hidden her son. Let's eat your son today, and tomorrow you will give up your son for us to eat. Wow. When the king heard the woman's words, he tore his clothes. This, is, this has gone beyond. And has gone beyond description. Now he was still working along the wall. And the people looked at him, and he had on sackcloth underneath his royal robe, next to his skin. Then he said, May God do so to me, and more also, if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, remains on him today. Now Elisha was sitting in his house, and the elders were sitting with him, and the king sent a man ahead of him to behead Elisha. But before the messenger arrived, Elisha told the elders, Do you see how the son of Jezebel and Medra has sent a man to remove my head? Look, when the messenger comes, shut the door and hold it securely against him. It's not the sound of his master's feet just behind him. While Elisha was still talking with them, the messenger came down to him, followed by the king. And the king said, this evil situation is from the Lord. Why should I wait for help from the Lord any longer? This is from the Lord. Why should I wait for help from the Lord any longer? But they were trying to attack the man of God before, because the man of God saw everything that the king of Assyria was planning against the people of Israel. And with that eye of the Lord, he was able to tell in the, king, the enemy's chamber what they were speaking. He came straight to his ears and he let the king know. So when the Assyrian king realized that their attacks came to nothing because it was always exposed, now they were looking for who was behind that. So that's why they besieged the city, trying to kill and take over the land. But let's look at what God did. It says, there was lack and trouble in this land, as we have read. There was no hope. To the level of eating human flesh, 
I mean, brothers and sisters, just imagine. Just perceive that. Just consider our lives that we have nothing done to think about eating our son or our own flesh, our own children. But the prophet prophesied this year, double for your trouble is a prophecy you are receiving from the Lord, not me. You are receiving the Lord's promises for your life this year. For God gave me the unshame to experience and spoke in my spirit what he has in store for us. Many testimonies, my household that held on to the word of God experienced what God said about last year. Even though everything did not go on right, but we saw the blessings of the Lord just as he spoke. Hallelujah. So the man of God, prophet Elisha, when the king came crying for lack of hope, he prophesied. Let's look at 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 1 to 13. And I mean, that's what we read for our responsive scripture reading. He said, then Elisha said, hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord this morning. Receive this message in your heart, in your innermost spirit that thou sayest the Lord concerning tomorrow, concerning this year. He said, tomorrow about this time, a measure of finely milk flour will serve for a shekel. There will be so much food that it will be penny. You have penny, you could buy you some food. Measure of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. Then the royal officer on whose arm the king leaned answered the man of God and said, If the Lord should make windows in heaven for the rain, could this thing take place? He said, Even if the Lord opened all the, win the windows of heaven and poured down rain, this prophecy would not come to pass. Because I don't believe as far we are now, anything could change. We have no hope at this time. And nothing can change that situation. Yeah. He says, could this thing take place? Elisha said, behold, you will see it with your own eyes. But because you doubt, you will not eat of it. Because you doubt, we will not see the blessing. Now four men who were lepers were at the entrance of the city's gate. And they said to one another, why should we sit here until we die? If we say we will enter the city, then the famine is in the city, and we will die there. And if we sit still here, we will also die. So now come, let us go over to the camp of the Arameans, the same enemies that have besieged the land, and have ambushed the people inside, preventing people from going in or coming in. And if they let us live, we will live. And if they kill us, we will only die. That was faith. So they got up at twilight to go to the Arabian camp. But when they came to the edge of the camp, there was no one there. For the Lord had caused the Arabian army to hear the sound of chariots. So as these four lepers were marching toward their camp, 
the footprints sounded like great mighty army of chariots that were coming to confront them. How powerful God is. And they took off and left everything behind. They took off and left every item they came with behind. So the footsteps of those four lepers sounded in the ears of the enemy as great chariots of army. It looked like the American army with all this might, with all the missiles and all the armor cars coming towards them. That is how they headed in the realms of the spirit. And they all took off. For the Lord had caused the Arabian army to hear the sound of chariots and the sound of horses. The sound of a great army they had said to one another, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come and fight against us. So the Arabians set out and fled during the twilight and left their tents, horses, and donkeys, and even left the camp just as they wash and fled for their dear lives. Power. When these lepers came to the edge of the camp, they went into one tent and ate and drank and carried away from their silver, gold, and clothing and went and hid them. Then they went back and entered another tent and carried some valuable things from there also and went and hid them. Then they said one to another, we are not doing the right thing. This is a day of good news. Yeah, we are keeping silent. If we went into the money line, some punishment for not reporting this now will come on us. So now come, let us go and tell the king's household. So they came and called to the gatekeepers of the city. They told them, we went to the camp of the Arameans, Syrians, and behold, there was no one there, nor the son of mine there. Only the houses and donkeys stand up, and the tents had been left just as they were. You go end over there. So, to cut the matter short, we see in this text that now it was a, 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 a debate between them because they did not believe what has transpired, what these lepers were telling them. So, they had to gather faith to approach this Assyrian camp. Beloved, Elisha was a prophet who spoke God's blessings during hard times in the land. Today you have received the promises of God. Double blessings in 2020 for the troubles of 2019. For every pain, for every situation, tough time, hard time, for the chaos, the confusion, the sleepless nights, God is telling us this year, he will give us a double blessings for everything that we went through. Now ours is to accept it, ours is to believe it, that we'll see God work the miracle on our behalf. But I know the first question that came to your heart, how is it going to happen? And as the unbeliever that was close to the king, he said even if God opened all the windows of heaven and poured down rain so heavily, this is not going to happen. We don't see any way out of this situation. We are at the end of being 
extinguished from the surface of this earth due to hunger. Due to hunger. How is it going to be possible? Maybe that is the question you are asking yourself. Remember that we serve a God of impossibilities. So this word as you have received it, don't question it coming to manifestation. Don't begin to fight it. Don't begin to think about how it's going to happen. Because you're going to think your way out and the spirit of doubt will come upon your heart. But gather faith, believing God that he is a God of impossibility. Let's look at the promise of Elisha being fulfilled. Let's look at 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 15 to 20. 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 15 to 20. It said, they went after them to the Jordan, and all the road was entirely littered with clothing and equipment which the Iranians, Syrians, had thrown away when they hurriedly fled. And the messengers returned and told the king. Then the people of Israel went out and plundered the camp of the Arameans. So goods were so plenty that a measure of fine milk flour, hallelujah, was sold for a shekel, exactly as the man of God prophesied, on pond, nothing missing, nothing broken. And two measures of belly for a shekel in accordance, let, pay attention to this, in accordance with the word of the Lord as spoken through Elisha. According what? According what? According what? According what? According with the word of the Lord as spoken through Elisha. Now the king had appointed the royal officer on whose arm he leaned. Look at this. The man that Elisha prophesied that he will hear about it. He will see the blessing, but he's not going to enjoy it. He's not going to partake in it. Why? Because of his unbelief. Not believing the word of God. Unbelief to the word of God. So now the king had appointed that royal officer on whose arm he leaned to be in charge of the city gate. And the starving people trampled him at the gate. So he was supposed to be keeping the gate. But the people were trying to reach food that they rushed in. There was a stampede. This man was stamped all over and died. And, and trampled him at the gate as they struggled to get through for food. And he died just as the man of God had foretold. When the king came down to him, it happened just as Elisha, the man of God, had spoken to the king, saying, two measures of barley will be sold for a shekel and a measure of finely milled flour for a shekel tomorrow about this time at the gate of Samaria. Let us all repeat after me. Tomorrow by this time. Tomorrow by this time. Tomorrow by this time. I will experience a double for my troubles of 2019. Hallelujah. God make it be established in our lives. The Lord officer had answered the man of God and said, Now behold, even if the Lord should make windows in heaven, could such a thing happen? And Elisha had answered, You will see it with your own eyes, but because of your doubt, you will not eat of it. 
And so it happened to him, for the people trampled him at the gate, and he died. Because of his unbelief, he did not see this blessing. He heard about it, but did not partake of it. Beloved, let us trust and believe in God that this will not be ours in 2020. That the word of the Lord that is spoken to us, the promises of God will accomplish the purpose for which it was spoken. And it will not return back to God's void. For the word of God represents power. The word of God is God himself. Beloved, I'm sure we might be wondering, how is this going to happen? How is this going to come to pass? 2020, double for my blessing. How is God going to be doing it? Many unbelievers will begin to think, will begin to figure it out. We want to see how God is going to do it. How is, gonna, how is God going to perform the miracle? How is gonna, God going to bless my business? How is God going to make a way where there's no way? How is God going to put my family together, bring us to the place we need to be? How is God going to release the promotion in my career or my child? How is God going to turn things around that the enemy meant for me? Beloved, we are to not look at what is going to go on around us. But we are to expect God every day. We are to be in the spirit of expectation every day. No matter what challenges we are faced with. Amen. That God will release his words spoken to us. So when the hard times comes. When the tribulation comes. When the challenges come. When the tough time comes. When the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, we should hold on to the word of God. We should expect God. We should look after God and expect him to do what he has said he would do. Because we would think, if we decide to think about how he's going to do it, we're going to think ourselves out of God's blessing. We're going to think ourselves out of God's blessing. Because what now? Because... We cannot figure out how God is going to do it. Doubt will set up in our hearts. Now we're going to begin to experience doubt. But beloved, New Year is a gift from God. New Year, right, is a gift from God. Which means we are called to God's ways of living. We are called to God's way of living. If we believe that a new year that we have entered in is a gift from God. So in that wise, nothing of God can be possible unless we have a pure heart. Nothing of God can be possible unless we have a pure heart. Some of us, our heart is still in the year 2019. We have come into 2020 with the pain of yesterday, with the unbelief, with the unforgiveness. We are holding on to offenses. The spirit of jealousy is still reigning in our heart. The spirit of envy is still reigning in our heart. We are holding on to the hate of the year 2019. We haven't let go yet. But God is saying, if we're going to experience these blessings, 
Our heart needs to be pure. So then what do we do? Yes, I have an answer to your question, brother or sister. We are to allow the power of the Holy Spirit to cultivate in us the fruits of the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit. So our hearts will be pure to inherit the blessings of 2020. Our heart will be pure to receive the blessings of the year 2020. What are these fruits of the Spirit? Let's go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit, the results of what? His presence within us. The result of God's presence in our heart is what? It's love. Unselfish concern for others. It's joy. Inner peace. Patience. Not the ability to wait, but how we act while waiting. Patience here with the amplified version of the scripture is saying that patience is where we do not exercise the ability to wait while we are waiting on God's blessing. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So the basis of our relationship with God is to allow the spirit of God. We can't do it on our own. We have no strength to do it. That's, how, that's why I said, unless we are under the grace and the favor of God to live and prosper in our spiritual life. So we can't do these things unless the spirit of God is involved in our heart to help us to achieve these things. And it shall be so as we depend on the Spirit of God. Tell your neighbor, it shall be so. Tell your neighbor, it shall be so. It shall be so. It shall be so. It shall be so as I depend on the Spirit of God through this year. Psalm 66, verse 18. Psalm 66, verse 18. It says, If I regard sin and baseness in my heart, that is, if I know it is there and do nothing about it, the Lord will not hear me. The Lord will not hear me if I entertain sin in my heart. Hallelujah. We thank God for his word. We give him all the glory. We magnify his name. My hallelujah belongs to the Lord.